Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise Podcast with Moira Kasaba. And you are going to be blown away today at my dear friend who I have on the podcast, Tiff Peterson. She's one of my favorites, guys. She is the brightest light and the sweetest soul. She speaks on stages all over the world. She has a big sales, corporate sales training background. She's worked with people like Franklin Covey, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Jack Canfield. She is a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. And I was so excited to sit down with her and just deep dive into this beautiful conversation. I can't wait for you to listen. I know you're going to get so much out of it. So let's dig in with Tip Peterson. Awesome. Well, I am so excited to have you here. I feel like we are long lost sisters. We literally met not even a week ago. Isn't that crazy? Right. We haven't even had our week anniversary yet. Right. It's like uh, it's fast connection though. When you fast connection. Know. Yes, absolutely. And I do think that happens the older you get, right? Like the older you get, I mean, you're proof of that in your relationships when you know, you know. Yeah. And so first question I have for you is, and, and it's funny because I'm, I'm even like mesmerized by this. I'm like, I need to know her background and what she's doing currently in the world exactly and how she got there. So how would you answer that question? You know, mm. who is Tiffany Peterson? Like, wow. how would you identify that? Well, that's such a rich and layered question for all of us. But I think like just the way of creation of summing this up is I got here ultimately by God, right? Mm. By grace. Yes. I would say by grace and by action, right? I couldn't control if I woke up today. That's God's doing. What I do with the day is my doing. And so the combination of that path being very much spiritually directed. And to your point, the older you get, the more, hopefully I find for many of us, the more intuitive we are and the more you just have knowing and you have clarity and you learn to honor the draw. You learn to honor who you're drawn Mm. to, where you need to be, what's a yes, what's not, and learning to discern that. But the long story short, shorter, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, where I'm based, and I was going to be a special needs teacher. And I worked for two years in three classrooms as the aide while I was going to university, Mm -hmm. supporting the teacher. I always had a soft spot for kids with disabilities and challenges. Mm -hmm. I've always had a teacher heart, right? And I did that in the school system for a few years. And then by happenstance, met a woman on a double date in college who's father owned a training development company. Mm. And I was really drawn to that. Like, tell me more. Yeah. It was training and teaching, but within companies and corporations, corporate training yeah, and helping them with skills and so forth. And I went to work for them pretty soon after that. And it changed the course of my life. Mm. And pretty soon after that, within a few years, I went to work for Franklin Covey, Stephen Covey mm-hmm. and the great seven habits of highly effective people. And then yes. I worked for uh, rich dad, poor dad, the Robert wow. Kiyosaki brand. And then I worked for Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul. And he's been on The Secret and Oprah and all that. Yeah. And I helped these really big brands and humans make millions and millions of dollars in sales. And Moira, I was never going to be in sales. I think that's yeah. really important to know. I was going to be a school teacher and then get married and be a stay-at-home mom and sew Halloween costumes. Literally, that was like- <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Right. And I mean, since then I've put dogs in Halloween costumes. I became the woman I used to judge like, right. People, we don't put animals in, in outfits. And then I did it girl. And then I did it. I don't oh do it now, gosh. but I've done it. And so anyway, it was just, again, the thread of like being this teaching and helping people improve. And I thought that was going to be kiddos and 
you know, K through six type scenario and it transitioned and transformed. It's the same heartbeat. Mm. And so I worked for these brands, help them make millions of dollars in coaching sales long before coaching was even a word or a concept. We started to explain it to people at times over the phone, like, like a, like a sports coach. Right. And did so well selling in that company. They asked me to start training classes on sales and on mindset. And so I was a corporate sales trainer for years for some great companies. And then I went out on my own, just barely had my 13 year anniversary 13 years ago, which is hard to believe like that long. (laughs) Wow. 13 years. That's amazing. And so I just got out there with, you know, a lot of faith and a lot of heart and not a lot of knowing of how to grow or build a business, but I knew how to sell and I knew taking care of clients. And so I started building my own business of, of coaching and then got into speaking more and more. And it's just been this beautiful path that's evolved. I mean, it's been a muddy path at times too, right? Yeah. There's no such thing as overnight success, right? No. You can feel that way, but I'm like, well, that's a really long night, you know, <laughs> if that's the case, but that's the longer story shortened a yeah. bit is that I, I grew up in Utah and was going to be a school teacher and then worked for some great training development companies and brands and really learned how to sell and learned about mindset and mm-hmm. had some great experiences and then went out on my own. And I mostly now coach women that have a business. I have a handful yeah. of male clients, but I speak heavily in the direct sales world, you know, mm-hmm. networking, direct sales, yes. obviously. And I love that world, which is heavily female dominant. Yeah. Right? A lot of women I- and I love it. You said so much. And I think one thing that you said in the very beginning of that just spoke to my heart so much when you said I, you were, you know, as we get older, we honor the draw. Yeah. We honor that intuition more and more. And it feels like there was obviously a thread of that throughout your whole journey. I think it's only by looking back, we can realize and and see it as honoring the draw, you know, honoring that pull towards something down a certain path. And I think it's really nice when you step into our decade and you can look back and see that there's so many commonalities throughout all of it with, like you said, it was kind of a teacher's heart. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I grew up thinking that I didn't want to be a school teacher because, you know, I wanted to be the high paid physician or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I look back and like, oh, I've been really good at teaching since as far back as I can remember. And, and sometimes there's these amazing qualities that society has just kind of re-identified for us in a, in a bad way. You know, um, I love what you're doing. I I also want to know, like, so what does that look like now? Like, are you running groups? Are you doing one-on-one coaching? I know you're doing speaking. Are you speaking a lot? Are you all over the world? Like what is, what is the day in and day out look like for you? Hmm, I love that. One thing I just want to highlight that you said too, is you thought maybe as a a child, like I'm going to be a high paid physician. Mm -hmm. And I think about the work you're up to in the world and how many people you've literally helped change their lives as a form of medicine, right? Uh, Like movement is medicine. Yeah. And you've helped a lot of people move their body, change their life, move their mindset to a healthier place. And that is medicine, right? Like my movement is my medicine. I am a big fan of moving my body every day. Sometimes that's five, 10 minutes. Sometimes it's a full, you know, 40, 50, 60 minutes, whatever the timing is, but that habit, because it really is my medicine. And so 
you just inspire me, like the stories I've seen of you in the last couple of weeks and your movement and getting out in the sun, like mm. you are still quote a physician. Right. It's just common. Similar to me. I always had that teacher heartbeat. It just got yeah. formed differently. Oh, I love Powerful. that. Yeah. Powerful. Thank you for that. Thanks, you are, but you love it. Seriously. It's what I love about, we met at this huge event over the weekend, you guys. And what was so cool was how many amazing humans were in the room yes. that are doing great work in the world. And to be like, wow, it was just full of greatness and you being a key part of that. I was so glad we got to drive to dinner together and yeah. spend time together. And like this woman, I mean, you're obviously stunning. You're a gorgeous, physically beautiful, just stunning woman. Like you stand out, but then but beauty is like, okay. But then when you've got that light matched yeah. with that, it's like powerful that this woman's yeah. doing work in the world. Well, and I want people to know too, and I feel the exact same way about you, by the way. I mean, I came home from dinner that night, you know, my husband was there at the hotel room and I was like, I was talking to him about the car ride. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. you wouldn't believe the conversation in the car yeah. because I think a lot of people listening probably look at us and think, oh, they're so successful. They're so accomplished. And I I'm sure you would agree that in that room with so many powerful women, attendees and speakers, that there was an energy of utter inspiration from that versus a lot of times you can walk into a room with women and feel mm. inferior because of that or competition right. because of that. And I don't know what it was, but there was a magic in the room that just everybody lifted everybody, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And I love that. And I love the reminder, several of the girls, women there, and even a few of our brave gentlemen that were part mm -hmm. of either the lineup or the room, like your yeah. husband, <laughs> we've been reinforcing the concept of get in the room, right? Yes. Like show up, be there because it's such an infusion of energy and connections. Like, I'm so grateful to know you mm, and it's same. like, wow, being there and the expansion of all of that. So yeah. it was really good. But yeah, back to your question is, yes, I currently, so so it's a, it's a hybrid of a few things. I do a group program three times a year. That's everything I privately coach at a fraction of the cost in a small cohort that I call success mm -hmm. Academy. And I do still have private clients. I have anywhere from three to five private clients at any given time in active coaching. Mm -hmm. I've learned that's my bandwidth more than yes. five because private coaching, you know, you're spending a lot more time in customization. Yeah. I'm praying for them. They're on my heart. We're yes. crying together. We're strategizing, we're in it deeply. Mm. Right. And it's like, I can't really have more than four or five kids. Right. right? Yeah. And I totally agree. That, <laughs> that level of commitment. And then I do some VIP days and then yes, speaking my hope and my intention, I'm going to speak this into the universe and the world. Yes. My hope is that, and what we're seeing now in 2023 is more live events coming back. Yes. Right. Pre-pandemic, I was speaking three to five times a month on average. Wow. And I loved that. And yeah. some of that was in my own backyard or yeah. I'm here in Utah, a lot, a lot of West Coast, you know, quick flights, a few of the larger ones, international or East Coast type things. But um, when the pandemic hit, you know, mm -hmm. what was fascinating is I watched my speaking calendar fall apart in about three days in March wow. of 2020. And that to me, a lot of revenue and but opportunity. And I remember, gosh, I might get emotional talking yeah. about this. I remember I was at a very small gathering. I think it was November of 2020. And so we were still kind of the world's trying to figure out yeah. its rhythm. 
and I was at a small gathering and someone was playing her, her speaker's video. And she'd been on a previous stage of mine of an event I'd hosted and it was in her B roll. And Mm -hmm. I saw it. And I just remember saying and thinking to God, gosh, I wasn't planning on sharing this. Mm. God, I will never take this for granted again. Mm. You know, the opportunity, like humans need each other. Yes. And whether that's lunching with a close friend, having family dinner, like many of much of my family, um, some, most of them didn't feel comfortable gathering during the holidays and like, you know, live gatherings from personal to these live events really you know, dissipated. And so yes, more and more that's come back. And, but I remember like the first, you know, stage I was back on after the pandemic and it was really emotional and I'm just dropped into it again, but it's like sometimes the things, cause prior to that, and this is on me, I think one of the, the human challenges to be aware of is how easy it is to take things that are, are familiar to you for granted. Yes. Whether it's your spouse, your home, yeah. your electricity, clean water, um, live speaking engagements. Yes. Not and it becomes know. work. It becomes yeah. kind of what we do and yeah. what we have to do. And it, yeah. it can become even a grind at times. Yeah. And to not take that for granted. I mean, what a gift in mm-hmm. one of the hardest seasons of life to be yeah. able to have that clarity that you'll carry with you forever. Yep, for sure. And so watching, you know, to me again, that was about a hundred thousand dollars fell off my calendar in about three days. And you were single then, right? Yeah. And single so, woman. Yeah. I did meet though my now husband. Yeah. My little <laughs> cute husband. I've only been married four months at the time of this recording, but he and I met in 2020 and mm. the gift of that, you know, there's gifts in everything. I, yes. I did a TEDx talk called once years back called the gifts of adversity mm. and talking about, there's a quote by Napoleon Hill, where he says within every adversity is a seed of equal or greater opportunity. Mm. And I love the imagery of a seed, right? Mm, yes. And so when you start asking your adversity, what's this here to teach me? What's yes. the gift of this? That every adversity has within it a gift right? A blessing and a burden is the same coin, different side of it. And you yes. think about that. And so the gift of the slowdown of 2020 and yeah. all those events going away is I had a lot more time at home, a lot mm. more grounding. And he and I really got to connect and become dear friends first, and then started dating in August of 2020. And um, which then blossomed into a beautiful friendship and romance. And he's my sweetheart. He's my mm. love. And And so again, I just, you know, I share all of that, but it's like, I'm grateful and to see like us being in live event last weekend, I just cherish that now, even though it's still at times, you know, you have flights and hotel stuff or these things that come up around travel. I'm grateful to be back in live gatherings with humans. We get to, we get to, right. And not to take it for granted. Even the struggles or challenges at time is like, man, being in person, being with yeah. our friends, being with family, bring with a live event of beautiful humans. We need, mm. humans need connection. Yes. 100%. It's, a, it's the most basic human need. And it's so funny as you're speaking, I'm like, I bet my audience is giggling because they're like, she's saying what you're always kind of hammering over our heads that it's, you know, it's a gift. It's a gift. I was just speaking with a client this morning and her contract school teacher changed from like 210 days to 250. And I was like, whoa, that's a huge change in what they're asking you of probably for the same pay. But immediately I was like, how cool is that? Like, what a gift. Mm -hmm. And she was like, 
excuse me? And I'm like, because you're talking to you about this other direction that you're called to. Mm. And what a gift that changing contract is because it is saying to you so loudly, you need to pivot. There is such a gift in every single thing. And I believe the harder the struggle, the greater the gift, if we're willing to look for it. Yeah. I think Amen. it's one of the most powerful questions that we can ask can you ourselves. Say that again, because it's I the think if you're willing if, to look yes, for it. The greater the struggle, the bigger the gift, if you're willing mm-hmm. to look for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that takes personal courage. Mm-hmm. I thank you for that, for even what's up in my life, you know, because there's always stuff for all of us. Yeah. Is our, am I willing to look for the gift mm. versus it's okay to feel the negative feels every human, yeah. no matter how positive they are, no matter what they share on social, all of us are a work in progress. Yeah. There's some things we've mastered and there's some things we're still getting to learn, but looking at like, what's the gift right now of whatever might be up for any one of you listening yeah. Yeah. and being willing to have the personal courage to sit with that question of what is this here to teach me? What's yeah. the gift of this? And I think, you know, there's a line in James Allen's book, my very first personal development book, right? Was, is the book called As a Man Thinketh by mm, James yes. Allen. And it's a tiny little book, but it's, man, it packs a punch, as yes. you know. Yes. And in that book, he says a line in there where he says, within every circumstance is a spiritual lesson. Mm. Every circumstance, right? Every circumstance. You know, it's like my flight's late, my back, you know, this happened, that happened, the economy, this, the pandemic, that, the whatever, the school teacher just got added more time in her contract for probably not more pay, right? Right. What's the gift that this is? But he says within every circumstance is a spiritual lesson. And once you get the lesson, it will transition and make room for the new. And so I think learning to be intimate with, okay, what's this here to teach me? What's the gift of this is really great wisdom. And I think sometimes I need to start even from the energetic place of, because sometimes I think when we're going through so much struggle, it's, we, it's too hard to get from the struggle to the intimacy of like, Mm. what's the lesson. And so sometimes I need to say like, like how in the world, how in the world could this possibly be a gift? Like I almost need to challenge God. You know, but as soon as I ask that question, challenge that question, it's like a little crack and the light comes in, you know? It's so true, isn't it? It just shifts you. Yeah. Because it's a surrender question. Now that I'm thinking about this in lifetime, it's like, all right, God, what's this here to teach me? Yeah. And it's an opening, it's a surrendering into and an opening. And then we're more teachable, right? Yes. We're choosing to say, I'm willing to learn here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. (laughs) It's good for me too. We always need to keep it. I'm getting fed. Right? So am I. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, tell me, you shared something and this is, I don't know, maybe I should have asked you this before we started recording. you roll with it. Again, we honor where we're drawn. But my husband thought you were just the best and hilarious. And he keeps saying the girl, Ariel, he's calling you Ariel from Disney. I love it. You know, and I'm like, yes, that's Tiffany. Um, And you shared something at our speaker's dinner or the VIP dinner that we were at. And you were laughing because you're like, I was not planning on sharing this. So I'm going to ask you to share it here (laughs) because it impacted me. It impacted me in such a big way 
because I believe, and I'm kind of in the season right now of life of really understanding that it's the subtleties, it's the smallest Mm. habits, it's these subtle reframes of our tone that make all the difference. It's the taking five deep breaths when you go outside Mm. that completely shift really your life your days. And if you're doing it daily, it shifts your life. And so will you share what you shared with us that night? I will. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. It's one of those things that what we shared again, we were in a VIP dinner and a gentleman in the room, there was a handful of men that attended an almost all women event, like 250 people there, probably 15 men total. Right. And if that, if that, yeah. Right. With all these women and the gentleman in the room asked, he said, how can we best support our wives on their, or our partners on their journey? And I thought that was a very thoughtful question. I thought, yeah. gosh, a good yeah. man to even be asking that question. Absolutely. And just for the listeners, most men are not asking that question. So right. don't most compare yourself. Not. Like right. we were all in shock. Husband, right. Yeah. Like, why is my sweetheart not asking that? Because yeah. we were in a personal development environment, talking right. about growth, talking about up-leveling. So the environment kind of in, instigated the question. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things that I shared, and I I haven't shared this a whole lot in public places, but now we have. So here we go, right? (laughs) But I share this with women, especially in helping them. And this is applicable to your life overall, Mm -hmm. is the concept of what I call honey lips, Mm -hmm. right? You want to have honey lips. And I was sharing this with a group of women in Costa Rica at a retreat last November is where the phraseology, it kind of came into formation. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that, but we were at a couple's retreat and there was a segment where the women went by themselves and I led a session and the men did their own thing. And then we did most of the whole retreat together, but talking about the power of your mouth and the power of what you speak. Now that's a true lifeism, regardless if you're in a relationship, a romantic relationship, not you're in a relationship with life with the universe, with God, with your relationships of friends and family and Mm -hmm. strangers is to have a mouth that's full of praise, right? Mm -hmm. That makes sense to us to say, I'm going to have a praiseworthy mouth. I'm going to have a a praiseful mouth and then I'm going to speak more often. But the words you speak, there's a poem or a quote by Hafiz where he says, the words you speak becomes the house you live in. Yes. And so we know about the power of our words, right? You want to quote the Holy Bible or you want to quote Tony Robbins and everything in between all of those mm-hmm. different ways of teachings, our words matter. But specifically in relationship with men, most men, again, crave your admiration and respect, mm-hmm. right? Women, we crave attention and feeling cherished. It doesn't mean as a woman, I want, I want to also feel respect. But when you think about if you're in partnership, especially with a man, But from your girlfriends to your sweetheart and all in between is to have honey lips, Yeah, meaning there's like sweetness on your lips and sweetness in what you're speaking and to find to your point, sometimes the most subtle of things, but find ways to praise your partner, praise your children, praise God from like, thank you. The electricity's working today, woke up today to the color in the, in the flowers in the sky and you know, all the things we can have a grateful mouth, but specifically with your spouse. So where that question evolved was this gentleman said, how can you best support your woman? And we thought, oh, that's really good. And some ideas were shared. And then I asked and challenged the women. Yes. Two things. I said, number one, I'm going to invite you to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Cause that's sometimes hard. It's still hard. Very for me. hard. Yeah. It's very hard right? for me. 
Yeah. It's like, well, just support me. And if, especially if your sweetheart's even asking that, but it's like, Hey, could you help support me with my vision? Here's where I'm going. Sometimes in partnership. And again, I mostly coach women. It's like, well, sometimes the husband, he's not as on board or he's kind of skeptical about my company or this payment prop, this commission plan, or how does this really going to work? And yeah, like sometimes you need to ask for support of, will you support me in this vision? Yeah. And sometimes you need to explain the vision because so often the spouse isn't clear on the vision at all. Sometimes the person we're coaching isn't clear on the vision, but bringing your spouse into it and saying, this is where I'm going. This is the dream. This is the goal. And this is the why behind it. I mean, I, I constantly have had to remind my husband over the years, like everything I'm doing is for us. Everything I'm doing is for our future. It's not this selfish little thing over here. That's just filling my cup. This is for our children. This is for the legacy we want to leave. And it's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Go get back to work, honey. You're good. You know? And I had this really neat interaction because really the concept of honey lips just stuck with me. And two hours ago, my husband texted me something and I texted him back and said, I'm back to back. Like, no, can't do it. I'm back to back all day. Like I have back to back all day. I don't have free anything in between. And then I was like, delete, 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 delete. And I was like, I would love to thank you so much for asking, but I can't today. I'm back to back all day. And you know what his response was? Mm. I'm stopping at the store. Is there anything I can pick up for you? Mm. See, I just like, got like the sexy zing chills vibe. Right? Here's the thing. And see, this is why I don't normally talk about this in public or in recorded places yeah. because it's meant from the purest of heart versus yeah. sometimes these things not to be used manipulatively, but like genuinely show up with more intention with your person, show up more intention with the person right in front of you. That could be a stranger, a client, but your sweetheart, but especially if you want your relationship and your marriage to thrive, honey lips, especially from you to your man is like, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. I mean, I look for all the ways with my love. Mm. I mean, it's like, like last night when you mentioned Ariel, we went to actually, which I just (laughs) smiled, we went to Little Mermaid. Oh and my God. It was a produ- theater production here yeah. in Utah and his parents were in town and he bought my mom a ticket for Christmas, mm-hmm. his parents and his brethren, and just the whole family went to dinner and went to the theater last night. And, you know, again, when I get home, thank you so much, sweetheart, for yeah. the tickets and for taking us. That was so great to thank you for scraping off my windshield here in the mm-hmm. winter months. And, you know, thank you for picking that up and thank you for how you show up for me. You're my hero. You're my king. You're my love. Like, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see you. Or even to your point is, nope, sorry, can't is I would love to sweetheart. And I can't say, you know, and it's just choosing more of that sweetness and that energy. And again, so important in a marriage. And some of you listening, you're not in a marriage or you're not in a partnership. And start using your mouth, though, to speak praise over everything and into everyone. Right. People, no one, no one outgrows the need to feel seen, valued, loved, respected. I will never outgrow that need. Moira, you will never outgrow that need. Or your husband or your client or your person or your kids. It's like, I, I remember once reading this thing that is attributed to Mother Teresa is saying, that there's a deeper hunger in this world a deeper hunger than bread in this world, which is for appreciation and recognition mm. is that, are we seeing each yeah. other? Are we speaking it? Are we writing it, texting it, you know, putting that out there. And so again, that's where the concept honey lips comes in, but especially with 
if you're in a partnership with a man, he thrives with your appreciation. Most yeah. I would say healthy men, right? Because there's right. a very, very small percentage, but, yeah. but the majority of men, they want to be your hero. Yeah. They want to serve you. We had a gentleman yes. at the conference uh, Dr. Chris Lee, shout out to him. Yes. Also at the same conference Moira and I spoke at, and we were all sitting a bunch of us out at lunch. And he said, Oh hey, yes. He He's like, I'm going to run and get snacks and anyone want anything. And I was like, yes, I'm, I love snacks. I even have friends call me snacks is like a little, <laughs> I love snacks. but two of us women had yeah. a loose fingernail, you know, from our, our, <laughs> our acrylic nails. And we're like, could you get nail glue? <laughs> right. I mean, we're asking this guy in his face, like freezes, like what the heck is nail glue? <laughs> that was great. But we're like, could you get us some nail glue, please? Like yeah. that would so help us out. And I didn't really expect him to do that. Well, he no, I didn't either. Hours later, and he's like, I got snacks and this, and he goes, and then he pulls out three cartridges, three different packages of nail glue. Three, like one package oh is going to last gosh. you like forever. And he's like. I, I didn't know. I was scared. I was in the store. I can't let down 300 women. I brought three different varieties, but I got you the nail glue. And he felt like a hero. He felt he like a hero. a hero. And I just yeah. thanked him. I wrote him a handwritten thank you note. Thank you so much for showing up and just acknowledging him. But I really believe men, especially yeah. healthy men and their masculinity, whether it's a sister, a friend, mm -hmm. a sweetheart, a stranger, they want to help. Yeah. And your sweetheart wants to be your hero. Mm -hmm. But if all he regularly hears is he's not doing enough, you right. don't do this, you don't do enough. You da, ba, 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 ba. It's okay to have every relationship long-term long enough. We'll have, it's okay to have agreements or you have right. like frustrations, but your man is going to need to hear so much more of your praise. And then like your husband saying, what can I get you, baby? Yeah. He's just wanting to show up for you because- right. You're like, hey, I'm this, but and he's like, let me be your hero. Can I get you groceries? Can I do this? Can I rub your feet? Can I, you know, shovel the walks? Yeah, yeah. But really, it's you're so powerful, ladies. Your so mouth powerful. is powerful. Your mouth speak is powerful. The praise. Speak it to God. Speak it to your man. Speak mm. it to your girlfriend. Speak it in the world. Speak yeah. it to yourself. It hey, makes God, you feel you. so much better. It shifts our energy. I mean, it's really a selfish kind of thing because it immediately transforms us. And I just kind of want to point out all of this in regards to teenage boys <laughs> that you, you want to ring. listening are going to be right. going here. <laughs> you just want to wring their necks. You know, they're yeah. irresponsible. They're messy. They're disrespectful. They're, and we put them in these boxes because we become so hyper-focused because really we're, we feel like we've done something wrong as a mom. You know, how could I have a son that's acting like this? And the number one way that I have seen to shift my son's behavior, even in the moments where I want to strangle him and he knows it. And then I say, Hey, but thanks for doing that. You know, all of a sudden just, a, 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 and he's thinking, I did not expect my mother to just thank me in this moment, but acknowledging what he has done. And we even had that experience this morning. I ended up um, taking my daughter to school and my husband took my son to school. They always just come with one of us, but my daughter had to be there early. And so his book bag was in my car. Whoopsie. Mm. And I get back to the house and, you know, my husband and him, they're just at it because like, how could you be here? So and I'm like, but you have to dig deeper than that. I'm like, he didn't know. He walked outside at 745. Mm -hmm. He thought, 
his book bag was in the car that he goes to school in every day. Like, I'm not going to berate him for that. I mean, you know, thanks for remembering and asking mom, could you, is there any possible way for you to bring my book bag to school? I'm like, you mean drive back to school? You know, I wanted to lose it, but also just looking under that, you know, yeah, I can do that for you or no, I'm so sorry. I can't, but Mm -hmm. this isn't your fault. And in the frustration recognizing it's like Byron Katie's, you know, like, but why, Mm -hmm. why did this happen? What's under that? You know, when my son doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning and I want to just shake him because he should be driven and, (laughs) you know, goal oriented and all these things. And I'm like, well, because he does so much and he's an athlete and he had a game last night. Of course he's tired, you know, like just all of these things where we start to understand more and take less for granted. I think that's the common theme that I keep hearing from you with whether it's our spouse or anybody, it's, we Mm -hmm. have to start, we have to stop taking things for granted. You know, Mm -hmm. I loved when you pinpointed the colors in the flower. Mm. I mean, that's just such a beautiful little nuance to appreciation. Mm -hmm. How often are we walking out even just to get into our car? And there's a beautiful blue sky and flowers next to our door. And we are just oblivious to it. Yeah. You know, the seven wonders of the world are literally within all of all of our vision right now. And I want to touch on this too. It it was definitely coming up earlier. And then I have so many more questions for you that we got to squeeze in. (laughs) Um, But when you were talking about your experience with COVID and having, you know, your speaking engagements taken off the docket. I had this crazy experience three weeks ago and it really almost still emotionally scares me to think back on it. I had picked up, I was in the back seat. We had picked up my mom from assisted living. My husband and I, we were going to dinner and I had just been in the grocery store and I was like, I don't know what's going on with my eyes. And I felt like, like it was almost like cloudy on the periphery. And as I walked into this dark restaurant, I like fearfully got up to kind of just be by myself for a second and go to the restroom. And I was like, what is happening? But of course my mind Mm. goes to like, what is that? Is something going on in my brain? Like, why am I starting to lose my vision? And it was such an epiphany because I thought, what if I, what if I lost my vision? Yeah. Like talk about something that we never think about and never consider the, I mean, it was just, just like you're feeling like, God, I will never take this for granted. If, Mm -hmm. if you restore it and it's something we use and live with every single day. And I think it was Randy Garn's book that prosper. Yeah. That this just came up as I was reading it earlier this week, he was asking a coaching group, what are the seven wonders of the world? And they're all listing out the seven wonders of the world. And one of his coaching clients in the group listed out sight, touch, smell. And he was like, no, 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 (laughs) that's not, you know, at first Mm. his initial reaction was like, no, that's not the seven wonders of the world, but we know Randy and such an amazing teacher. That's also always teachable kind of paused and said, wait a second. Yeah. I think you're onto something. So true. And And I see, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just... I think for all of us, again, it's, you know, the concept, what you focus on expands and, mm-hmm. and we've all heard about gratitude many times, check, check, I've heard it, but my invitation in this moment, for those of you listening is 
Are you practicing it though? And I invite people to practice gratitude. I've, I've hosted every November for the past 11 years, what's called the gratitude series. It's a free coaching month long, me and a thought leader. Do you want to be on that this next I was just going to say, I think I might need to jump into that this year. Okay. (laughs) We'll put you on. We always have four or five thought leaders, all kinds of teachers from around the world who've joined me there, but we spend a month in practice. Yes. Because it's one thing we hear it, we know, but it's like, whether that's a gratitude journal or you have a Mm -hmm. prayer practice, meditation, gratitude rock, various action. But it's practicing it because no matter what's going on again, circumstantially, I call, I actually put gratitude and generosity together. It's called mm. the gratitude series is what we call it, but we highlight gratitude and generosity, the super yeah. juice, right? Those things, uh, such goodness to your life. And you can always be grateful and you can always be generous no yeah. matter what's going on, how much money's in the bank, how little's in the bank, how good you're feeling, not feeling. Mm-hmm. But gratitude, it's one of those practices that shifts your emotional state. It shifts yeah. your mind. It shifts your spirit. It shifts your body. Even if at times you're like tears down the cheeks mm-hmm. and again, frustrated, it's like, oh, I'm grateful. I can see though. I'm grateful yeah. and I'm alive. I can feel. Yes. I'm grateful to the point of like seeing color, right? Yeah. Some people might be colorblind. They don't see color, right? right? right. Or like the ability to walk and move yes. and touch, feel and experience and write mm-hmm. and read. And you think about a lot of things that it's easy to go, oh, I had an experience. This came on my heart when the plan on sharing this either. But years ago, I had this experience. I was speaking in Indianapolis at a convention for a network marketing company. And I had just gotten off the stage and it was just great. And I went back to my room and I picked up the phone and ordered some room service Mm -hmm. and, you know, you just pick out a menu. Hey, this is what I'd like. And this room service gets delivered and it's this large tray. It's, you know, the meal I've ordered, but there's a little flour in a vase and, Mm. you know, salt and pepper. And there's like orange juice and tea and, you know, what, I mean, there's just this, there's, it's really as a feast when you think about it. And I just said a little prayer of gratitude and grace over my meal. And that wasn't necessarily new, but I don't know why that moment, something clicked at a deeper level. And I just started to cry Moira. Mm, mm. And it became aware of like, this is abundance, right? We think much of the world lives on less than $2 a day. Right. Right. And the fact I just picked up a phone and said, Hey, I love, right. by the way, I love a great hotel and I love room service. Yes. Like someone, and now we have DoorDash, which is similar. It's like yes. DoorDash, room service on wheels. Uh, it's like, the best. Can you just bring a meal to my house. <laughs> Thank you. But just the awareness dropped in, like, and, and what really connected for me is not once in my entire life. And I was raised by a single mom, three kids. We didn't have a lot, wore hand me down clothes. I mean, that's yeah. part of my upbringing. Same. And we didn't have like a lot of what you'd call abundance, mm-hmm. but that's all relative. We always had a roof over our head. So yeah. that's an abundant life. Anyway, I just dawned on me, like, as I was praying grace over this meal, I've never once had to wonder in my entire human existence where my next meal is coming from. Yeah. I've never had to think that thought. I've never had to wonder, am I going to eat today or where right. am I getting food? And mm, I, so beautiful. Just, that's where it was just this like, wow. And so I love those moment, moments. Yeah. yeah. Cause they anchor into you and totally. years later you can call them up. And then when you're in that situation time and time again, you're always reflecting back to that moment that was so anchored in 
mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, you know? Yeah. And so again, practice it. I'm not Pollyanna. There's times I'm in a funk too. There's times I get ticked off driving down the freeway where I'm like, who is this bozo? You know, I yeah. have judgmental thoughts. I get in the yeah. funk. I'm out. I'm tired. Or, you know, I don't want to present like, oh, hey, I'm so saintly. That's why I call it a practice, a gratitude yes. practice. It's just like me getting on my yoga mat that I mm-hmm. practice and practice. I practice gratitude too. And sometimes I feel grateful. Sometimes I don't feel grateful at all. Right. Right. But, but you do it anyway. Of yeah. it, right. Like moving my body regularly. Like there's times I don't want to get on the bike or go for yeah. a walk. I don't feel like it. You know, it's not always we're in this high vibe 24 seven. Right. It's really important. We normalize because yes. to your point, someone could say, Hey, Moira is just like so on and beautiful and successful or Tiff is creating. And it's like, we're human too. practice. Yeah. What yeah. matters is if you practice enough, it becomes a habit. Right. And habits will guide your North star. It will lead you in a a life path that will be incredible because you're practicing habits that create the good. Yes, 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 yes. So good. And I think what you just illustrated so beautifully is it's just the action, you know, and I've been talking a lot because I heard this somewhere and I can't remember where I heard it recently, but it hit me. Somebody said, you know, and we've all heard like the two most dangerous words in the English language. I know. You know, those two words, I know we just, it puts a wall up right immediately. And this person who was talking said, if you say that and you're not doing it, you don't know, you know, and I was like, whoa, oh, wake up call. It's so true. We don't really know. We haven't fully integrated the knowledge when people think gratitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. I've heard about gratitude for decades. If you don't truly understand how it can impact your life therefore you're practicing it. And you think, I know, I know, you don't know, right? And that practice, and I want to point out too, kind of what you did as well, it's a practice, it's not perfection. You know, I, I am such a obviously teacher of this type of thing. And this morning, I woke up and I always wake up and I'm like, I got to start working out by 6am. And my husband always comes in a little bit behind me and he came out and it was 615 and he's like, let's go. <laughs> and I was like, I don't feel like working out today. And he's like, well, let's go anyway. You know, like that that's who I am. I usually just like, I don't want to do it, but I do it anyway. I, I do that 95% of the time. But this morning I was like, my soul is just calling me to sit in my morning process, to pray, to be, to close my eyes and meditate. And that felt amazing. Yep. And it's like, I, I also always say, sometimes it is the most self-loving thing you can do to eat the chocolate cake. And sometimes it is the most self-loving thing you can do to not eat the chocolate cake. Girl, it's, I love this. You know what I mean? Because, and that's the nuances that we, and this is your topic, self-love, right? But it's it's the getting to know ourselves. And there are many mornings where I don't want to work out, but I know that I need to do it. I need to do it despite the feeling. And this morning, there was just a knowingness that that's not where I need to be this morning. And I think people are so hard on themselves when they're trying to put things into practice or create new habits. And there's just such a fine line there, you know? Yeah. Thank you for saying that because what I hear of what you just shared is permission. Mm. Yes. And I think more of us, if just the permission, when we talk about self-love, self-care, which you both, both you and I are sharing about regularly, that's really important what you just touched on the permission is it's not one more task list of right. 
or ways I can measure myself. I didn't mm-hmm. do it perfect. I don't didn't measure up. I don't do enough. Is true self-care is having an intimate partnership where your own intuition mm-hmm. is saying, today I'm gonna rest more. I need more reading and meditation. Yeah. I'll do my I'll go on a walk later or I'll get in my workout tomorrow. But it's that permission to you just said it was so perfect. Is sometimes it is the right thing. It's like I'm having a cheeseburger and fries, right? Yes. I'm sitting out today. Yeah. You know, and or I'm having the chocolate cake. And sometimes the kindest thing I do for myself is say no to that. Right. 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 And it's being it that intuition is cultivating that yeah. inner trust where it's like yes. one of my favorite self-care questions. I have a whole show on just this one question is called the question is, what do you need, sweetheart? Mm. And that you regularly ask yourself, and I even did this in the last few days, there was a moment where I was emotionally kind of triggered and bothered and just my stuff was up a bit. And I just came home to myself in that question, Mm. which is what do you need, sweetheart? Because often we're triggered. I want to point out the the honey lips right there. (laughs) I want to point out the honey lips. Yeah, the sweetheart. One word, one word, sweetheart. Yeah, treating yourself with kindness is... I, I don't know about you, but so much of my life work, my background heavily is in sales. And that's why I'm most often hired is help me grow my business. Help me right. expand what I'm up to. I love it. And a big part of it is how you have a deeper, richer relationship with mm-hmm. you, right? Self-love and sales. If we have to put that, that's how we would put that in the same space. Yeah. But the reality is, is I spent so much of my life being hard on myself, mm-hmm. not liking myself, being you know, I think back about being in the eighth grade and, you know, Erin's cute picture with her huge bangs on the screen and what she was wearing. Like, <laughs> yes. I have that picture too, yes, yes. you know, the huge hair. And, um, but I think I spent so much time in shame of myself mm-hmm. and it can still come up, but now it's like, treat yourselves, give yourselves that love, that honey lips, yeah. like you're saying. And that question again, is a really, um, introspective North star question, which is what do you need sweetheart? And sometimes it's, I need Netflix and Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. A hundred. Sometimes it's like, I need to get my butt off this couch and do that workout. Yes. I need to honor my intuition and go to that event Mm -hmm. and, or whatever it might be. What do you need sweetheart? And choosing to tune in because a lot of times in our, in our lives, you know, we do relationship with others and it's great, but sometimes we're waiting for someone else to change or yes. give us love or give us appreciation or give, give us permission or permission. Like you're touching yeah. on. So I love this self-care journey of really tuning in. And what you said was perfect because when I'm in tune, that intuition, mm-hmm. then I can navigate what's yeah. right for me today in this and moment. There- and there's no rules, you know, the, exactly. and the chocolate cake. Yes. I think we get yeah. it as women because we think we should, or we shouldn't, we're good or we're bad. You know, yeah. we will almost every woman will associate eating chocolate cake or in and out with like, Oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm so, I shouldn't have done that. And it's like, no, sometimes absolutely go get the in and out. Yes. Like literally sometimes it's like, I need a burger. Yes. Yeah. I need some of that, but it's just to your, yeah. I love everything we're just sharing because it's coming home to a more authentic, real rich connected relationship with you. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, oh, sis, we yeah. could be for like three hours. I know. I know. I just want to keep going. And I know we've both got other calls and other stuff we got to get to, but thank you so much for your time and your energy and your presence and your friendship. 
because I know that party's just getting started. <laughs> Amen, girl. Like we have a lot of memories to be made. The connection yes. is already rich and deep and we just are going to have more time to create that. But yes. thank you for being a great woman on the planet who's oh. literally doing good with her life, her mouth, her time, mm, and that she's you. choosing to like, hey, I want to add light and goodness to people's lives. And thank you for the opportunity to collaborate and spend time together. I just yeah. loved this. This hour went by in like five seconds. I know it really went. I just looked up and I was like, whoa, how did that happen? Thank you. You are the light that I get to share with my audience today. So thank you for that. I see these sunbeams, these beautiful sunbeams coming in over your head too. It's so great. Um, I will share all of your links and everything where people can find you in the show notes, but is there anything else that you have? Is there anything else coming up, an event, uh, any, any types of things, or you'll just share it on the show notes? Yeah, you can find me. My home site's tiffanyspeaks.com and there's lots of free resources and my show is out there and, you know, social, of course, there's a lot of ways that we can get connected. I think awesome. the final thought I, when I asked myself like final yeah. thought, you know, we, I shared this on Saturday at the event, but one of my favorite quotes is by a gentleman named Foster Hubbard, where he says mm -hmm. this, he says, doing isn't difficult. Deciding is. And I think to your point, I loved what you reminded me is that the two most detrimental words we can say to ourselves is I know, mm -hmm. but just inviting us back into from, you know, this rich, juicy sharing this time we've spent together is come home to like for yourself, what actions do I need to take? What decisions yeah. do I need to make? Whether it's self-care, whether it's being back to my gratitude practice, mm -hmm. whether it's being more intentional of how I show up in relationship you know, whatever you've heard here is just inviting you listening to make a decision that was, that's resonant for you. You'll know yes. for yourself what you most needed to hear today. I love that so much. I was actually looking for that quote when we got home. I was like, what was that quote about decision? Because I just want to highlight that one word. So often we ask ourselves, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. And so often just that tiny tweak is what decisions do I need to make? Yeah. Yeah. Amen, yeah. bro. Tiff, thank you. you from the bottom of my heart. Right back thank at you, you, sister. Thank oh, you. Thank big you, hugs. You. All right. We'll chat with you soon. Guys, thanks for joining. Oh my gosh. Is Tiff not just the absolute best, brightest light? I adore her. Make sure you grab everything from the show notes. It's all there waiting for you to grab. And make sure you give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. A review would be amazing. And we'll see you next week.